Hello, my name is Lucy Gowdy, and I'm the head of school at the Intercommunity School in Zurich, Switzerland. I've been at the school for the past 12 months, but I've been in education for a quarter of a century. Uh, and I would like to talk today about the power of policy in education, um, the importance that it has in creating purpose for educators, but also purpose for families and most importantly of all for students within our communities. I think policy has such a powerful place and role to play in supporting institutions in the really delicate balance we have to lead our communities through uncharted waters. And now more than ever before, I think we owe it to ourselves to have structures in place that actually provide the institution with the certainty that it needs and particularly the staff with the certainty that they need to manage the expectations on them particularly well. I graduated from the University of Sydney with a master's in international education and policy. And so it was that I left Australia to work in an international context. And I've been quite surprised, I think, by the notions of safeguarding uh, policy development in international education. And it's stirred within me an interest in taking what I learned in Australia, which I think is quite progressive in the, in the policy space, and implementing that in such a richly diverse environment and doing it in a way that respects all cultures is such a significant challenge as opposed to my experience in Australia. But that's what I think makes it all the more important to have. And I think that that piece of the policy work becomes paramount to how we actually build robust institutions. Um, and for me, I think that ties in really importantly with how schools construct good policy um, and who participates in the construction of that policy. And for a long time, I think educators have been not adverse, but unsure about how policy is going to be used within our institutions and why it's going to be used. Top-down models will naturally uh, make staff fearful of why a policy exists, whereas sharing the journey of policy development with people actually has them invest in why we use the policies that we do. I think that becoming a school that's cognizant of how to use something like a good policy is all part of great training, a shared commitment to the articulation of the school's mission and its values. And I'll, I'll come to the values alignment shortly. But the policy actually provides a security blanket, if you will. Uh, I was presenting at a, a conference um, in Lausanne with some of my colleagues, and I give the example of a cape, like a superhero flying with a cape. Policy actually provides that protection, especially for the head of the school, um, but also for the staff within the school. And being able to cloak yourself in that sense of security becomes really, really important when times go rough, where things go a bit askew and you're left trying to make sense of, of the events that have occurred before you. And so when I use the example of the cape, yep, it gives you superhero powers, but at the same time, it provides you with the comfort that you need to make the decisions that you have to make either as a head or as a staff member when you're faced with a difficult challenge. Um, policy is also very powerful in protecting and helping parents understand and expect something from the school. I think if you look at the commodification of education and the dangerous place that we sit in in the marketplace, which is all of a sudden it's become a consumer-driven entity, which is quite dangerous, I think, in education where some people see it as a product 
as opposed to most vocationalists will see it as our fundamental purpose. And I often ask my parents the question, what price do you put on a child's growth? And what price do you put on their happiness if you commodify the very thing that is their right to do, which is to learn? And I am in a private environment and it's very important to me that what our parents feel and think about our values aligns with who they are as people, but also enables us and them to buy into the policies that we have designed because they ardently agree with the direction that the school is heading in in that value space. And so to give you an example of how policy is brought to life in our school, uh, we have just completed our reaccreditation process with the IB and NEASC and undergone a foundation standards review, which was a very powerful tool for me at a whole school level to look at how the school had established its policies in the past, what its processes were, and most importantly, how they were practised. And for me, I gleaned some insight into the strangeness, if you will, of safeguarding in international education and the difficulties schools were having in the inclusion space. And so we actually went back when we started to look at what policies we did and didn't have and thought we were in a really good place and, and we really were for the most part. But the challenging space we were in was in the safeguarding space, child protection, uh, gender diversity and inclusion, um, privacy, uh, social media, what kind of policies did the school have to protect the students, the parents and the staff in this kind of environment? And so once we reviewed that, um, we decided to create a process uh, that governs how the school writes its policies. And so the policy itself becomes an afterthought if you think about it this way. So we actually wrote a process for the school in how we write our policies. And the school executive went through that policy training to actually understand why we need good policy. And once we had an understanding of why we needed the policy, how policy actually worked, we chose what we call belonging as the area that we would embark on, embark on collectively as a school to develop a whole school policy in, in, a, in response, I guess, to the notion of inclusion uh, to the challenges many people face in this space and to understanding how the societal change around us has impacted traditional notions of education. And so we chose the word belonging because it aligned most closely with our values and also being a renowned international school in Switzerland, we had to create a context that celebrated who we were because no matter how long our students or staff are here for, they should expect to belong and we should have created the perfect conditions for them to be able to belong in. And the question is, have we done that? How are we doing that? Is it effective? And then if you add the layer upon that, which challenges so many schools today, which is how do our young people feel valued as individuals and how do our staff feel valued as individuals? We found this profound obligation to really work together as a community to write this policy. And so we have on the one hand an understanding within the school of what policy is. Many schools, including this one, know how to use process. Sometimes the practices can become really difficult. And this is true of educators, particularly in the space of gender diversity. How much training do we provide for our teachers in the space of inclusivity? And how much do we provide them? In, and also in educating our parents 
around understanding the challenges that our young people go through as they try and develop in a world that is really plagued by notions of misinformation and challenges to, to understanding identity. And so it was that I employed a policy advisor, uh, compliance, safety and accreditation officer by job title, who actually led the way in using the framework that we had designed as a school uh, for policy implementation to create a belonging working party. And that working party has met twice to date, uh, but they're representative and they volunteered for the program, which is uh, designed to create the foundation upon which we will build a whole school belonging policy. It is representative of staff, students and society. And one of the things we felt as a school, we needed to capture commentary around the social norms and expectations of our young people. We had to hear the voice of the staff and the challenges they face in the belonging, the inclusion, the gender diverse space. And most importantly, we had to learn to understand our students and we need to, and we will bring them to the table to discuss what safety looks like for them in their school, how they feel a sense of belonging in their school and what we can and should do better to make them feel like they belong. The one thing that ties into almost all three and the common thread between us is our parents. And I think for a long time in the policy space, the parents have been forgotten and they need the opportunity to be educated. They need the opportunity to be informed and the school needs to provide that for them. Now more than at any other time in history in secular society, especially in a school like mine, um, it is almost a place of worship where in times of trial and tribulation, the community gathers here because this is not their home country. And so they come into the community and it is here that they feel safe. It is here that they feel supported. And so the common thread that exists in that belonging working party is really bringing our parents on that journey with us to understand why we are walking slowly through our definition of what it means to belong in our school and then defining the policy so we can create the process so we have best practice. The most challenging part of policy in this space is the changing nature of the very topic. Uh, there are so many different ways our young people are challenged by understanding self. There are so many different ways our staff are challenged by understanding what to do and what not to do in this space. And I think policy, good, shared, understood policy, actually helps people realise that the cape that is that support and that comfort is designed to have them be able to refer to something continuously so they can grow through the experience, not just be told when something goes wrong, this is the outcome of that experience. And I've had many, many examples in my time, be it here or back home in Australia, where teachers have tried to do the right thing. They thought they were saying the right thing and they got it wrong. And I don't talk about policy in that space of discipline as much as I talk about policy in the space of understanding. How do we enable our staff, our parents, our school and our community to understand where we are positioned in line with our values as a school, where we want everyone to feel a sense of belonging. And so the way policy works for us is a shared commitment to the process, that we understand it, that we can articulate it, that we share it, and then that we live it out in our practice. So in our behaviours, in our expectations of each other, in our understanding of each other, 
and that that should create an environment where everyone feels a sense of comfort because we all know the same road we're walking. There's no room for interpretation when you have policy written by everyone. I think one of the dangers is that top-down model in schools where here's the policy, read it, it applies to you. Well, in a space like belonging and inclusion and diversity, you're, you're so reactive to moments in time that you're not going to remember uh, a policy that you read about in January and it's now August, but you will if it's embedded in practice, in norms, in beliefs, in the values that govern the school, you'll know what is right and what is wrong as so defined by us because we went on the journey together. Um, and I feel that in leadership, particularly when you have staff who have significant investment in the policy itself and understand why you have done it, the culture shifts naturally and authentically. It's not just another rule you have to follow. Actually, it's something we had great buy-in to. There are policies that have to exist that are very literal. They're very linear and that's completely understandable. But I think schools do such an injustice to themselves, to their identity, to their uniqueness when they do not share this specific journey together because it will change for time immemorial and how we change and adapt to it, how we inform our parents, how we educate our community and really support our staff to get the success from each of their students is determined by how we approach this collectively. And I think one of the other challenges that would exist in the education sphere in this space is a genuine fear of going into this without having an informed view of what you want this to be based on the best research you can find, based on the inclusion of expert opinion, based on an understanding of the culture outside the door and the cultures inside the door. And getting that balance right is particularly important as well. Uh, I was once told I should not box at shadows. And I feel that often in the inclusion space, when you can't see it, when you, when you don't want to talk about it, policy actually provides you with a concrete uh, way of responding to or thinking about how we do things in our institutions. And heads particularly, I think, need support in creating policies that enable them to support their staff in a really transparent way. Because once you have that cultural connection, you feel like you're part of something wonderful as opposed to feel like you're always implementing or for want of a better word, inflicting uh, a policy that you have designed at the top on a group of people that really don't understand why you need that policy. And so I feel that this journey is a really, really important one in education at the moment. And I know we've had lots of policy in education for a very long time, but who writes it, who reads it, and then who lives it? And so for me at our school, and it's a very unique school in that space, you don't have long, you know, encyclopedia versions of policy, a very short policy, you have even shorter process. And then you walk out into the community and you see it in practice. And there's the measure effectively of a strong community. And we owe it, we owe it to our young people more than any other group that I've mentioned. We owe it to our young people to be responsive in this space and responsible in this space. And these are exciting, if not confronting times for many of us in education. But I think the more we talk about it, uh, the more confident we will feel that we will get it right for them. And that's the critical part of this journey, I think. <laughs>